Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L team, Lyle and... Lawson. Lawson, how are you this morning? Oh, so good. I'm just looking forward to just a full day today. Oh, okay, um, so you've got a busy day. Just busy day, full of work and things I need to do um, that ends off with uh, having dinner with my family, who I barely see. So, nice! Like, so I've nice! Got, there's like going to be a lot of my immediate family there, and then, you know, some of my cousins and different things are all getting together and going to dinner, so... Nice. Looking forward to so it. So this yeah. is family that is not from Sydney. No, not from Sydney. Well, we're from Newcastle. Um, so family that is not from Newcastle. Yes, but family that is not from Sydney because they should be staying in Sydney. That's right. Um, actually, yeah, uh, some of my family, they're coming up from Bendigo. Oh, really? Yes. Because, wow, big but, trip. Yeah, because Bendigo doesn't have restrictions. No, like, that's rural Victoria. Yeah, so they're chilling. So, yeah, they're coming up, um, big trip up, and we're going out for dinner. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's like the kind of family you don't see, like, you know, you see maybe like once every three years or so. So I saw them recently because my, well, when I say recently, I mean like 2019 because my sister got married. But, um, yeah, other than that, like, I haven't seen them in ages. So it's going to be be awesome. Ah, that's fantastic. Family is always a good thing. You should always value your family. Spend time with, with with them when you can. We recently, of course, had a wedding. Yes. And so got together with all of our family from Tasmania. Mm. Haven't seen them for a while. Of course, COVID has, you know, kind of put a dampener on making travel plans. Yeah. Sort of make plans and then... They just cancel get, plans. Cancel plans and just <laughs> that's the cycle of it. So it's always good when those plans come off. Mm-hmm. So glad that your family's able to travel up from Bendigo. Mm. And uh, of course we had family who came up from Bendigo as well. Yes. Um, had to leave Melbourne, go to Bendigo and quarantine in New South Wales. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Well, this morning we're going to travel to Iowa where the Supreme Court has just handed down a decision in a... Uh, case that relates to abortion. From there, we're heading over to the UK to talk about the Methodist Church and their blessing on their decision in relationship to same-sex marriages. From there, back across to Canada, where the churches continue to burn. Christ, the King of Christ. 
Chelsea Moon with Jesus, the Lord, my Saviour, is. This is The Breakfast Show. We're about to launch into a brand new quiz. Mm -hmm. So it's a new day. It's a new month. It's a new half of the year. Mm -hmm. And so it's a time for something new. Mm -hmm. So Lawson, explain to us the new quiz and how the new quiz is going to work. Okay, so our new quiz, usually we do things that are like, Based on topics, or you know, a person, or oh, what, what am I? Who am I? Yeah, that kind of thing. But this Where am quiz, I? in uh, in particular, is a so this is essentially how it's going to work. We're going to read quotes from a book of the Bible, and you have to guess where that quote is from. Okay, so which book of the Bible it is? Yes, and basically, all of these quizzes will be which book of the Bible based on the quotes that we give, and they'll start quite obscure. And then they will become easier and easier and easier. Unfortunately for this morning, uh, Shell, you know, producer Unfortunately, Shell... Unfortunately this morning, Lawson has already cheated. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Producer <laughs> Shell already decided knows. to shove the iPad in front of my face with the answer on the screen. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. And so, unfortunately, I know what the end of the quiz is, so I can't participate. So I can, okay. But it's fun because I can just sit here and watch Lyle squirm while he doesn't know what the answer is. <laughs> Um, of course, I also want to encourage you guys, uh, if you're, you know, maybe you consider yourself a Bible veteran, someone who, who really gets into the Bible, you know, usually we encourage people to, to look up 
what the, you know, what the clues are, you know, maybe go to the Bible or to Google or whatever. If you're, you know, pretty well, you know, astute in the Bible. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a, a weekly church attender kind of thing. Don't do that. Try and work it out from what you hear. But on the other hand, you know, if you're a new Bible student, if you, you know, you're very new to the Bible, we very much encourage you, you know, look, search for these verses, try and find them. But right now we have the first verse. So this first verse is, Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Okay, so which book of the Bible is this from? If you know which book of the Bible it is, or if you would like to take a guess at which book of the Bible it is, then give us a call right now. One, uh, not one eight hundred zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And of course, you can win a prize like always. Journey through the Bible, part two, Psalms to Malachi by Ken Wade is our book today. A bit of a commentary, a bit of a looking at you know the deep meaning of of what's going on there, and um, also outlining the story as well. All right, Lyle, do you know who it is? No. Let me read the let me read the quote again. Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Has a very familiar ring to it. Maybe you know where that is. So Just write something down. Come text. on, Lyle. Write something it's, down. It's okay. from a book of the Bible. Like it's one of sixty six. Oh, he's writing. He's writing. Uh, it's not Isaiah. I, I I went in the middle of the Bible. That's like, a good guess. That's a good guess, dad. but it's incorrect, right in the unfortunately. Yeah. All right, let's jump into some good news. Um, okay, so I was reading this this morning, and I was like, that is insane. Basically, uh, Norway is closing down its last Arctic coal mine, the biggest of the Arctic coal mines, um, to create a massive national park. That's cool. Probably one of the uh, biggest and most species diverse, particularly in the Arctic region, uh, national parks in the world. So we'll be able to go to this national park and explore a coal mine. No, they're pulling it apart piece by piece. Like, they're fully, like... How do you pull a hole in the ground apart? Uh, uh, through absolute skill. Uh, <laughs> well, because I'm sure they did processing let me decon- there as well. Let me deconstruct a hole. Yes. That's, well, that's what they... Said they're doing. Maybe uh, they're just going to fill it with water. Oh, that, yeah. Make a lake. lake. Well, dude, this place is so cool. Like, I'm sitting here like, why aren't we there? Of course, it would be incredibly cold. Like, this is in the Arctic. Um, and so this, you have a frozen lake. Yeah, a frozen lake. But this is the kind of place that, you know, has, like, polar bears and seals and all these kinds of things. Uh, but oh, it's the coolest thing ever. So I wonder whether I wonder whether this was an underground coal mine or an open-cut coal mine because I'm thinking in the Arctic you'd be better off to go underground where it's warmer. Yeah, 100%. Like, it would be really difficult to deal with all, like, the – well, because it would be constantly, like, snowing and, like – You'd just do it. Half the year. Yeah. Oh, but then that's like, what, there's no profit, Lyle. Where's the profits? Mm, there are there are companies that do make profits just in these going half, cold, Just go, going, going half the year. Okay. Well, it seems as though this is not what these guys said. This was a big state-run coal mine. Uh, you know, it was owned by the Norwegian government, but they signed the papers in 2016. They were like, no, like we're going to get rid of it. And uh, they've been doing that so far. So this is called, this area, it's called the Svalbard, uh, Salva, yeah, Sal- it's a national park. Bard, Archipelago. Um, I guess a bunch of islands then. Yes, yes. This is the sick thing about it. It's like a bunch of islands in the Arctic. Let's go sailing. Dude, yes. You can do anything here. see polar bears. So check it out. Like within this area, they have seven national parks, 15 bird sanctuaries, one geopark, six reserves. Six reserves that are... All of these reserves are 23... 
23,500 square miles each. Um, and then that is kind of the area that covers the whole archipelago of islands. Uh, you've got mountains, glaciers. So when they brag about being 23,000 square mile national park, does that include like the ocean? Yeah. Being Okay. All yeah. Right. But then it's home to 3,000 polar bears, uh, 20 million birds with 80 different species that nest in this area. That's pretty cool. Dude, I'm like, let's go. Absolutely. I just want to, we should sail up there. Because I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of, it's just sort of, my cynical mind is processing this and they're like, yeah, we've got the biggest national park in the world, 23,000 square kilometres. It's ocean. We could do the same here off the coast of Sydney. <laughs> Just like, you know, the space from uh, Australia to New Zealand. It's like we've got a park. marine national park. <laughs> I mean, there's not much that lives out in the middle, let's face it. Just just, just put the boundaries far enough off the coast so that we don't have to affect the uh, the local fishing mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> call it a national park. Yeah. Let's just say we've got the biggest one in the world. We could share it with New Zealand. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm just being cynical now. I know. I know you are. And no, no, this does sound like a really epic place to go. Oh, it's so cool. It's like so, like, you know, it looks kind of barren, but, you know, it's just Arctic, like where it's, you know, there's just rock formations and snow everywhere. And, but animals live there. And so, oh, I just want to go. This is like, it's the kind of terrain that I've never really been to before because I've never really lived or been in like super cold locations. Like the farthest that I've gone north is Sweden, but in the summertime. And so Sweden in the summertime is literally like green. So I've never really been in like super cold terrain. I've experienced snow in Spain, but again, it's snow in Spain, which is a really hot country. And it was just like one day in the middle of winter where it snowed and I was like, whoa. And then the rest of the year, it's just like orange. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I'd love to go to somewhere like this. Uh, okay. In other quick news, <laughs> this is actually really funny. A Southern right whale, um, was found in Wallace Lake in Foster Tun Curry getting, saw this one. getting ready to give birth. That's epic. That's hilarious. Yeah, baby whale right there in Foster, just up the coast from us here in Newcastle where the breakfast show comes from. The best part about this is that Southern right, right whales usually give birth in like Southern Victoria, like Phillip Island and yes. Tasmania. This one hopefully will happen in a lake where we can watch the whole thing. Dude, that's so epic. Not only a lake where we can watch the whole thing, but where it's like warm. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like just chilling in there. This mother's got the right idea. So it just like swam through because, you know, there's a section of this lake that obviously goes out to the ocean. Yes. Um, but for the- It's not that big of a section for, a, for an animal that big to swim through. Yeah. I mean, it's not deep. Yeah, oh, no. and it's not wide. No, and it's a fairly narrow channel. It's to get up into Wallace Lake. You've got to know where the channel goes. Mm-hmm. This thing just just swam on in there. It's like, getting, yep, here's oh, a good lake. This is amazing. We should go up there. And, oh, I, this the problem is that you don't know exactly when the whale's going to give birth. How can you? T- I'm just wondering. Can you tell that like the whale's about to go in labour, and then they can give us a call and we can drive up there? I wonder whether they're going to have drones flying over it. You know, twenty four seven just to mm. see if they can catch the moment. Yeah. It would be an epic moment to catch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, the lake is so small and, like, you know, it's not... Well, relatively. Relatively small. And the whale is so, so stand out that people just, like, drive their boats around the whale and look at it. It's basically, like, its own whale enclosure. We need to, we do need to remember to remind people to keep your distance from this oh, whale. yeah, 100%. And, and let, her, let her give birth in peace. Yeah. But I'm like, this is so How great. would you like to have, like, 300 tourists turn up for the birth of your child? <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
you know, it depends who you are. But it's just awesome. I mean, hey, if I was living there in Foster, I'd I'd be heading out on the I'd be out there like every morning, dude. Like I'd finish radio and I'd be like on the on the pier, like looking for this whale. Um because it's just so cool. Yeah, but yeah, people wake up early in the morning, it just starts like milling around and like jumping out of the water and splashing its tail. And uh yeah, now it's getting ready to give birth. So Really, really epic stuff right now. This is Patty Loveless with Rise Up Lazarus. Rise up, Lazarus, rise up from the dust. If in Jesus you believe, you shall be released. Go forth, John and Paul, spread the gospel to them all. Give them the courage to believe and they shall be released. Two sisters fell down at his feet, they began to cry and weep. They led him to their brother's grave, Jesus nailed to God and prayed. Rise up, Lazarus, rise up from the dust. If in Jesus you believe, you shall be released. Go forth, John and Paul, spread the gospel to them all. Give them the courage to believe and they shall be released. Then they began to congregate, verse 2 to 4 and 4 to 8. God watched the faithful multiply as they called Jesus Christ. Rise up, Lazarus, rise up from the dust. If in Jesus you believe, you shall be released. Go forth, John and Paul, spread the gospel to them all. Give them courage to believe and they shall be released. So if you're feeling down and out, open up your heart and shout. Rise up, Lazarus, rise up from the dust. If in Jesus you believe, you shall be released. Go forth, John and Paul, spread the gospel to them all. Give the courage to believe and they shall be released. Welcome back, everybody. You were listening to Patty Loveless with Rise Up Lazarus here mm-hmm. on The Breakfast Show. We're about to launch into the second clue for our quiz. Of course, this is our new quiz where we give you a passage of the Bible. You tell us what book it came from. Mm-hmm. All right. So we had the first passage, which was Be Glad, Barren Woman, You Who Never Bore a Child. And we've had a, a myriad of guesses, um, some for both the Samuels, which is a, like, Fantastic guess, particularly First Samuel. Like my mind, like when I read the first verse, immediately went to you know First Samuel chapter one. Hannah pleading with no, God. It's not there. I know it is not there. Yeah, but it, like obviously it's not because people guessed it and it's not the right answer. People also guessed Genesis, which was it's not there. Not Genesis. It's definitely not there. All right, next clue. Who? This is, this is prophecy. You got to go to the prophecy books. Okay. Oh, that's, my, that's 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 what oh, I'm saying. Oh, okay. I, I All right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Next clue. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? 
Oh, you've got no idea on that one. <laughs> I know the first one. I, I know I, I know that verse, the first verse, but I don't know this verse. Who cut in on you? I feel like this is a strange translation. Yeah, maybe. We need to we need to um we need to figure out which translation this is coming from. But it's anyway, the NIV, isn't it? Uh, oh. uh wow. Uh, well, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? And you know that Lyle's Lyle's just upset now. NIV, <laughs> such a boomer Bible. <laughs> okay, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text or call if you know the answer, and you can win the prize epic book here, Journey Through the Bible Two Part Two, uh, from Psalms to Malachi. Just getting right into the Bible and seeing, you know, what it's all about. All right, Lyle, what's happening in current I think we should, I think we should do a survey one time just to find out how many boomers use an NIV. <laughs> wow, why are you trying <laughs> to offend people? I'm like, just trying to offend the NIV. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't read the NIV either, but like, <sighs> oh, each to their own, I guess. <laughs> so we have, we have good translations here in the office. We have the King James Version, so we've got the medieval translation. Mm-hmm. And we have the NLT. That's not a good choice. It's a great balance between the two. I don't like the NLT. Fantastic. You should oh. just have the King James and the new King James. <laughs> King James only. All right. <laughs> Iowa Supreme Court, we promised we would talk about this, uh-huh. have just blocked Planned Parenthood oh. from receiving funding to do sex education. And really? their the, the claim here is that it is obviously a conflict of interest when you have an abortion company that profits from abortions doing sex education for teenagers, the purpose of, you know, one of the purposes of sex education for teenagers is to stop or reduce teen pregnancy. Mm. But if you have an abortion provider who's going to profit from teen pregnancy, then there's a conflict of interest there, even if they don't, you know, obviously promote teen pregnancy and they're saying, okay, you know, use these kinds of contraceptions and so forth. Their natural or their automatic response if a teen does fall pregnant is that the solution is an abortion to take the life of the child. And so that's saying, well, that's a conflict of interest. This is a very clear conflict of interest. We want to have, you know, a preference for life rather than for death, Mm. even though uh, death is, you know, not illegal in this circumstance, but the preference should always be for life rather than death. And so, no, they don't get to do sex education. They don't get to receive government funding to do sex education in schools. Mm. Now, this is after a law was passed back in 2019 to stop Planned Parenthood uh, abortion clinics from doing sex education, which was struck down in the lower courts. Yeah, wow. So the lower court struck it down and said, no, this is a legal law, it's unconstitutional, etc., etc., etc. So it went through to the Iowa Supreme Court. And in a six-to-one majority, they upheld that piece of legislation. So there's going to be what, – what you're starting to see is – you're starting to see this happen gradually. I believe that it is going to gain momentum as people see the horror of what abortions are producing, not just for the life of the unborn child, but also for the life of the mother. Mm. Mm. We need to show compassion uh, both for people who have – had an abortion, and for people who haven't, we particularly need to show compassion for people who haven't because you know, depression for abortion mothers is virtually a hundred percent. Yeah, well, you know, and we're dealing. This is the this is the largest pandemic that we have right now, and we need to be doing whatever we can to stop these kind of things from taking place. 
Okay, moving across to the UK right now, the Methodist Church in the UK. And it's interesting because a lot of these churches do tend to work on a national basis rather than on an international basis. And so decisions are made nationally rather than internationally. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you find some of these churches that are behind other parts of the world. Some of them are there in front. Of course, the Methodist Church here in Australia is called the Uniting Church. And uh, they have just passed a resolution to bless same-sex marriages. Uh, a little bit behind the US and the United States on that one. Uh, this is a process that began back in 2019 with a God in Love Unites Us report uh, that was passed through to their conference. It was supported by 29 out of 30 synods, and it was passed with a 256 to 45 majority vote. Now, what's interesting about this is that, you know, obviously it departs from what the Bible teaches on this subject, mm-hmm. and it's, okay, how do you vote away what the Bible says, you know, we're just going to, okay, we don't like this, you know, we don't like this particular book of the Bible, so we're going to vote and it's not going to be there. You know, you kind of have to ask the question, does it? Does that actually work like that? Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I have tremendous sympathy for the, for the motivation that is behind this, for sure, but that doesn't change what the Bible says. Mm. Now, they went one step further with this because they also provided full recognition of unmarried relationships, in other words, living in sin is no longer living in sin. Mm. And so they've so 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 with a with a vote of two hundred and fifty six to forty five, they have voted to abolish sin. Wow. It's, it's kind I, of like you know, you know, I That's I, odd. I've read the Bible, right? Yes. And I'm pretty sure I read that you know, Jesus Christ takes away our sin. You know, it takes, behold the Lamb of God yeah, that takes away that the in sins the Bible. of the world. You know? Yes, and uh, absolutely. Because, you know, from from what I understood in Jesus' time, they were trying to do a similar thing through the sacrificial system, is that they were like, oh, you know, if I just, doesn't even matter, you know, whether I'm close to God or not, if I just, you know, follow the, the legislation, you know, the law of the land, uh, being that, you know, if I make enough sacrifices, I can do whatever I want. Um, loopholes all over the place. Yeah, I can, you know, I, you know, I can, I can sin, and I can, but it's all right. I'll still be blessed by God if I just keep giving sacrifices. Um, you know, obviously the sacrificial system was set up by God, and it had very, you know, important meaning. But but you get down to Jesus' time, and it completely lost, you know, its original meaning. But yeah, it, what it seems like is that man, man, uh, humanity is trying again. You know, those who believe, seemingly believe in God, are trying again to. Do away with what God has done for them. It's a truly bizarre <laughs> world in which we live. What's interesting oh, is that yikes. the membership of course of, of the Methodist Church has literally fallen off a cliff. Yeah, wow. Like you know, over the last 15, 20 years. And this has not been as a result of passing these unbiblical uh, votes that they have done around the world. This has been big, as a result of the general trajectory of the church. And rather than arresting that trajectory and heading back to biblical fidelity, because it is the churches that are maintaining their biblical fidelity are the only ones that are actually that are growing. still growing. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that are still growing. They're voting themselves into, into infinity, into, into oblivion. Literally, like, what's the point? Like, just I mean, they're just increasing the spiral downwards, mm. which is so crazy because, the, like, the background of the Methodist Church comes from one of the you know biggest and most explosive movements, like Christian yes. movements in the and world. And this was a movement that called people back to the law of God, the Ten Commandments. Mm. 
You know, out of all of the great reformations of the 16th century and then the later reformers, the Wesleys were stronger on the Ten Commandments than any of the reformers and stronger on the power of God's grace to change a person, mm. to bring about sanctification. You know, the, the, the Luther and those guys, Calvin, etc., were great on justification. Wesley was amazing on sanctification, which is the transformed life, mm. which is the life that leaves behind the life of sin and comes to Jesus to find the grace and the power that he makes available to us. That was Wesley's message. That wasn't Luther and Calvin's message as much as it was Wesley's message. Mm. And yet this has been the first church to go the farthest away from biblical fidelity. Wow. I did mention that we would talk about uh, Canada very quickly. Uh, a further six churches, or the, the ch- number of churches burned down in Canada, now up to six. They seem to be continuing to burn over there as a result of Oof. these mass graves of Indigenous children. We need some answers. May I never blush May I never whisper May I shout your name out loud Jesus Christ is Lord He is King of all I am not ashamed to tell the world I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for his kingdom because he was not ashamed to die for me for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is Jesus Christ 
is Carly Fletcher with Not Ashamed here on The Breakfast Show. We're about to go to our interview of the day. We had um, we had an interview lined up. It fell through. We had another one lined up. It fell through. We tried <laughs> to line up a third. Didn't hear back from them. Mm. So we're actually going to replay an amazing story that one of the members of your church shared with us several months ago because we think it's absolutely fantastic. But mm-hmm. before we do, we're going to have another clue for our quiz. So, Lawson, go for it. Yeah, all right. So we know so far, be glad, barren woman who never bore a child. That was the first quote. The second quote was, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That was the next verse and our verse now for this so What clue. book is this? What, what book, is book this? of the Bible? For before certain man came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. I would have got it off of this one anyway. Yeah. But I already know what it is because Shell made me cheat. Uh, but I was way off. You were way I off, I was Lyle. way off. All right. Lyle's writing it. I think he knows what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lyle's got it correct. So if you know what it is, 0491-064-669 is oh, the number to yeah. call. Mm. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. And joining us in the studio this morning is Ben. Ben, we're kind of excited to have you in the studio. People don't get to hear your voice, but they get to hear our voice because of what you do. That's right. So, uh, Ben, what do you do? Um, I'm a systems administrator at um, Adventist Technology, which is like... Um, we work for the South Pacific Division, and uh, we provide our services to all the other conferences. So basically, you are uh, tech support. Is that how we I describe it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I <laughs> tech support. So you're the person, you're the go-to person that we always hassle whenever something goes wrong here. It's yeah. like, yeah, call Ben. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, in your job, obviously, you look after more than just uh, Faith FM Breakfast Show here in the Newcastle office. Do you end up, do you, do you like have to travel and that kind of thing as well? Uh, sometimes we do. Sometimes we have to travel to the islands, like... Uh, um, America, Samoa, Samoa, um, Papua New Guinea. We cover everything in the South Pacific. Okay, so that's a pretty big. And we um, also deal. look after the schools and everything as well. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of. That's a lot of. Th- Do you even know how many institutions you take care of? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing it for? Uh, this is my fourth year now. Fourth year, yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, do you live here in the Newcastle area then, or? I do now. I used to be down in Sydney, but now I've moved up into Kurumbong. Uh huh. The, you know, the Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those, for those who don't know, that's a bit of an inside joke. Um, Faith FM is sponsored by the Adventist Church, and that's, the Adventist Church has a university there in Kurumbong, so it's become a bit of a, um, bit of a community of, Many Adventists. Adventists. <laughs> Many Adventists living there. No, that's that's great. And uh, you go to church with Lawson, I understand. Yes, I do. Just recently. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, initially, because um, I moved up last year, right? And yeah. exactly one week after I moved up, I was like, you know, going to go church hopping to find out which church I want to go to. As you do. COVID hit. Oh, of course. <laughs> a week after right. Straight away. So I've only no visited anyway. like two, two churches. And then um, after I was just staying at home, Looking at, you know, different churches to go to, and then I might as well just stick to my old church, you know, and just do the live streams like there through yeah, there. Yeah, yep. And so eventually, um, met one of the church members at Newcastle, Newcastle. Education, and oh, okay, yep. she invited me to the church, and uh, here I am. There you go, fantastic stuff. So, um, yeah, well, we're super excited to have you living a little bit closer because it means that when things go wrong, Ben's not as far away. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, Ben, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. What's your What's your family heritage? Um, I'm Cambodian. Okay, which uh, a lot of people don't really realize because I'm I'm like a mix of Chinese and Cambodian. Yep. 
and pretty much I was, I was going to guess, guess Chinese but yeah a lot of people guess that a lot of people guess uh, Chinese Malaysian or something but yeah never Cambodian because uh-huh. usually Cambodians are a bit darker but yeah. I got a bit of Chinese in me that's really hey, you got a bit of a tan happening there yeah that's it <laughs> um, but yeah I was born in Cambodia I was okay. born in the jungles I wasn't born in a hotel or, oh really or a, or a hospital yeah was, You're born in the jungles. I was born in the jungles. That's like, wild. I had like a, I had a wet nurse and everything, and then yeah, yeah. Wow. So then you have a story to tell. Quite a story. You were born in the jungles. Yeah. You live in Australia and now travel the world doing IT work. Yep. Um, that's a big contrast. It is a big contrast. All right, tell us about your family. Tell us about where you were born and where you grew up and yep. that whole. So my parents were born in Cambodia and they were. They lived through the war, like the civil war, which um, yes. killed like maybe like three, three, two thirds of the population. So they survived the killing they, they fields. They survived. They survived the killing fields. They um, came as a refugee to Vietnam, and then after that, we had some family that was in Australia, and they helped bring us over here as a refugee. And once we came here, um, I was five years old. Okay, started kindergarten with absolutely no English, and then eventually had to learn the language. <laughs> here I am, but yeah, it was quite a quite a contrast. And uh, what what really brought me to Christ was that um, coming here is like you know it's not by chance that you come no. to yes. to where you are. And then they had religion classes in um, pri- in primary school. Like back then, it was like I went to public school, and then I was like, oh, well, what religion are you? I was like, oh, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Because like you come from a place where everyone's Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't have many different choices. Like, oh, are you Christian? Are you uh, are you you know Muslim or anything like that? We didn't have anything like that. So coming here, I was as a young child, I was seeking. Right. Already, and I was like, "Oh, is there is there something more to this than in life?" Yeah. So there's more other religions. Other yeah. Than just so so what I did, I, I joined the Catholic group. Yep. And then they did like you know the Father, Son, Holy Spirit thing, and I was like, "Oh, is this, is this what church is really like?" And then, yeah, then I also joined the Anglicans, and it's all very different. And then uh, I was just seeking, and then eventually I was like, "Oh, well, is there more truth to this?" So I was always seeking, but I guess never getting an answer. Because you just try all the different religions. I even did the Buddhism, like, you know, you do, like... Well, yeah. I guess that's the religion of your parents. Would that be the religion yes, of your parents? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 So in Buddhism, you just, like, everything's done by, like, it works, you do good, and then, like, you know, karma comes back, you get good results. But it was very different there. In regards to uh, finally finding a place, um, my cousin went to Auburn Seventh-day Adventist Primary School, and, like, he's like, oh, it's a private school. My mom's, my parents were like, oh, you know, send, send your kids to a private school. They've got good education. And um, I went there, and I realized, oh, they went to church on Sabbath. So I went to church, and because of that, uh, no one was there to take me. So I had to bring my parents to church. Okay. So yes. they had to take turns bringing me to church, and then eventually they got baptized and they got baptized. Oh wow! In, praise in, God. In two thousand and one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was still around ten years old, like uh-huh. grade, grade five, and I was like, wow, this like you know God works in many different ways. Uh, after that. After getting them baptized, I was still seeking. I, I know the truth. Like you, when, as you grew up in the church, like you know the truth. Like you, you know the answers are there, but it's very hard to want to commit. Because the thing is, the biggest thing you realize is when you're growing up, when you want to be baptized, it's like you think you're not good enough to be baptized. It's like you know, because if I get baptized, it's all in. Mm. And I continued went to church for another thirteen, fourteen years. Didn't get baptized. Wow. My parents got baptized. I. Went through the world, and I was like, wow, trying to find my self-worth there, because I knew, like, oh. But in the back of your mind, you always remember, you know, growing up in the church, you remember, Mm, mm, God mm. is there, God is right. But 
to actually commit is like all in. It's a whole different life changing experience. Mm. But when you actually do finally get baptized, you realize it's just the beginning of your journey. Yeah, it's not right. the end. And you don't get baptized because you're good enough to get baptized. You get baptized because you're not. Yeah, so that's right. It's like <laughs> the church is a hospital for sinners. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So one of the major points is that um, I had three callings to come to God. Okay. Um, well, the first time was, uh, I always wanted to be a missionary because I thought that was really cool. And uh, one of my church members was like, oh, do you want to become a missionary? And I was like, yeah, I want to become a missionary. You know, go into the jungle and everything. Get to Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get to walk, like, walk, you know, walk like Jesus did. Talk yes. to the people that don't know Jesus and just to marry him. And I got asked that, like one of my church members was like, oh, do you want to be a missionary? And I was like, Yes. And then it's like, oh, what are the crimes? You gotta get baptized. And I was like, ah. I'm not ready to go all in yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that was the first calling that I rejected God's call. Uh, a couple of years later, um, my cousin, he just got into a, like a massive accident. Um, like he got lit on fire by a bonfire or something like that. Like someone threw a, a bottle of petrol into the, the bonfire, bonfire and it blew up all over him. And then after that, he contacted me and he's like, man, do you want to get baptized? And I was like, why? He's like, because when you hit rock bottom, the only way you can go is back up. Mm. And like, due to his circumstances and the people who's around it, and I was like, oh, wow, that, that hits really deep. And, and me and him made a, made a pact when we were younger. Oh, when we, when we get baptized, we'll get baptized together. Okay. And I said, no. Oh. And he didn't get baptized as well. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then... Third calling. Third calling. Comes to university. There's an ASOC group that Adventist students on campus. I knew they existed. I didn't want anything to do with them. <laughs> I was like, oh no, they're, they're a bunch of Adventists. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go, go all in. But then I randomly got a message. Someone SMSed me and said, hey, Ben, we're from the Adventist students on campus. We found out that you go to this university. Do you want uh, to they join? Found you. They, they, <laughs> they, you found down. they found and you. And I was like, who on earth is this? <laughs> What I found out was from the first calling, my church member that went to missionary work, he did missionary work and one of the missionaries, their sister, came to Australia because he went to do missionary work in the Philippines. Right. His sister came over and contacted me and got my number of the... And I was like, well, this is such a small word. And I was like... like You're kidding yeah, me. Yeah, it's such, such a small word. And I was like, all right. If I don't, if I don't, if I don't say yes now... I'm never going to say it. Yeah. So I said yes. And praise I, God. Praise God. I started working for the church and I was like, you know what? It's time to go all in. Mm-hmm. I contacted my cousin, the one, the, the second calling. I contacted him and I'm like, I'm going to get baptized. I need to be a missionary. And he's like, all right. We actually get baptized together. Oh, <laughs> praise God. I was so hoping that would happen when you're telling that story. I'm like, please, please. Don't be a tragic story. <laughs> we get baptized together. My sister gets baptized with us as well. Praise God. And then I do my last semester of university. I don't even get my results. I fly to the Philippines, country I don't, I don't, I don't know the language. I think I go there, learn the language, and become a missionary for one year. Wait a minute! You learn the language in one year? I learned it in like two, three months, and then I had to um, oh, preach in so it jealous. as well. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I am so jealous. It's, God, God equips you. Yes. When, when you accept his calling, God equips you and lets you Amen. do anything. I learned the language. I started preaching. I, I, it was, you know how I said, you know, do what you know, Jesus does, like going through the jungle. I went through it like, way past the jungle. Uh-huh. Like how, the people I was preaching to is like 
if it was if we compared to Australia, where it would be like me preaching to the Aborigines in their language in Northern Territory. In the middle, middle of the outback. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was like doing that. Yeah. So I used to walk like 10, 15 k's a day to their village, talk, do Bible studies with them, or just, you know, mingle with them, do what Jesus did. Eventually, after that, um, had around 35 baptisms. Praise God. In that one year. And I thought, and that was probably the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. It was just like, oh, there's more to life than just going to work and everything. And I was like, I have to go all in. Yeah. After I finished missionary work, came back, worked outside in corporate for another year or so. Then I got a calling to work for the church, and here I am. Here you are, traveling the world, fixing everybody's uh, yeah. IT problems and getting the gospel out to the world. In uh, digital format, zeros and ones. That's it. And there's the, and there goes the gospel. That is an amazing story. Um, you know, when we, when we first asked you, can you come on and share a story? And Ben's like, yeah, yeah, everybody has a story, I guess. You know, I was not expecting a story like this. Was not expecting um, this level of story. So you you went to the Philippines. You learnt the language. You preached your first sermon there in the local language. About yeah. two months after yeah, getting sorry. there, because I was just just straight baptized. I've never even done. Um Communion before That was the first time I did communion I, I didn't even know What to do <laughs> it, was, it was quite an experience And over there Over there They take um, Everything's to the next level Right Like Religion is very serious Business there So oh, yeah. They have really high um, High standards When it comes to Like church Like you know Women on one side Men on one side uh, Sitting in the church Like the amount of Like when it comes to communion uh, Everyone forgives each other Like it's pretty much A clean threat Every single time Wow it's very. If different. only we had that in Australia. Yeah, like pretty much. It's like once if you wash, once you wash each other's feet, all sins are forgiven between all like church members. Yeah. Yep. Between yep. each other. Yeah. So it's yep. it's it's very different to over here. That's a really good thing. Yeah. It's a really it's, good it's thing to take thing. it so seriously. Yeah. And you're working amongst people who've kind of basically living a traditional lifestyle. Yeah. Very very humble. Yeah. They just work in the fields and. So how many languages do you speak then? Oh, uh, I speak Cambodian. I speak English. I don't speak that much uh, Tagalog, which is Filipino. Yeah, because you lost it because you've been I, back, back. I've from been here for like five, six years now. Yeah, yeah, if you don't so, use it, yeah, you lose it. Yeah, that's right. Just like you know, when you when God uses you, you got to continue using His works. Uh-huh. And you speak computer. Yep. <laughs> speak that well. Yeah. Uh, Ben's been in here this morning fixing all kinds of problems that we've uh, sort of had floating around in our system for a fair while. And uh, it's so glad to see all those problems just disappearing. And, and some of them, you know, you had to go away and do some research and have some have a think about and go, well, I think it might be if we, we can probably solve it this way. So um, doing great things for God. And uh, the future. What are, your, what are your thoughts? I mean, serving God, obviously, um, you know, getting the message out through zeros and ones at the moment, but... Um, Wherever God leads me. Yeah? Yeah. Do you see yourself going back into, you know, a preaching kind of ministry again at some stage? I, I did have a, I did have a uh, agreement with God mm-hmm. that uh, if I didn't get into IT, I'd be a pastor. Okay. I'd, I'd go into ministry, but God sent me here instead. So That's right. There's got to be a reason why. There's a reason why, and uh, who knows what the future holds. Yeah. Ben, thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning and sharing your story. Um, quite a remarkable story. Born in the jungle, now traveling the world, sharing the gospel through, uh, through IT and through zeros and ones. It's a great calling and a great work that you're doing, and we praise God for what you do. Thank you very much for having me. That was Ben. We're going to be back after the 8 o'clock news. We'll be back with Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM.
Faith FM has a brand new live show each weekday morning straight after the breakfast show called Tassie Encounters. Tune in for fascinating discussions of history, science, faith, and personal encounters with Jesus. Tassie Encounters, live every weekday straight after the breakfast show on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. No one knows the day or the hour of the second coming of Jesus, but we can know when it is near. What is the sign of his coming? What are the final events that must take place? Are the churches ready? Is anyone ready? The End of Time is a series of presentations dealing with these questions and more. For more information, go to the N.Digital website, the N.Digital Facebook page, or the N.Digital YouTube channel and join us Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. That is Wednesday to Friday, 8 p.m., July 14 to August 6. Let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, if I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again Let not your heart be troubled Ye believe in God Let not your heart be troubled Believe also in me In my Father's house are many mansions If it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe also in me. 